0: Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.
1: Pop culture, culture, subculture, music, music, horror, horror, sex, sex, politics, politics, art, and overall overall bad bad ass. ass. This This is is Society society 13, 13. redefining Redefining podcasting. Music. Music. Music, horror, horror. horror. subculture, sub-culture. And, and overall bad, bad ass. ass. ass- welcome. welcome, welcome to Kettle, to Kettle Whistle, Whistle Radio. Radio. with, your, with host, your host Dave, Dave and Sean. And Sean.
2: Folks, friends, and beans, how are you doing out there? Still surviving? This is the apocalypse story arc still going on because we are still in an apocalypse. And you may or may not have listened to the episode with uh, Carrie Hill, director of a *Night Sky*, There's a couple episodes back, and it's really good. Um, if I do say so myself, I don't usually go back to this, but it is so
3: informative. Carrie, welcome back. Thank you very much. And Run me through this apocalypse arc.
2: Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we're up to like episode, I've done 17 episodes during the COVID experience and we're calling it the Apocalypso story arc until when, it ends
3: after which episode the world ends
2: well either that or the band godzillionaire comes back in the studio and finishes it off with a happy note because they've been on twice during it so yeah. we, we want to end the story with them on it as well hopefully so. they're
3: not extending it <laughs>
2: i know they're right, on but, twice and yeah. still going yeah they are yeah they, they really yeah they're characters uh, you've gotten to meet ben white
3: yeah we're chatting right now um yes
2: Yes. <laughs> yes. So things are up in the air, but that's okay. I like that. Uh, I like mixing people up like that. So now, what brings you here today? We know that you're scouting and you're shooting.
3: Well, so we we are we are six days of filming in, and three of those were from the beginning of the year pre lockdown. Mm-hmm. So we lost six months oh, wow. during lockdown, where it was just impossible to do anything, and and you know no one really knew what was going on. So we're, we're kind of getting the the train going again. Mm-hmm. Slowly, so we've picked up um, three more days of shooting. And it, the way I've gone about it is, is just instead of blowing out a whole schedule and saying, "Okay, here's every day that we need for the next two months," it's kind of like we'll do two days. Are we locked down? No. Is everything still good to go? Okay, we'll add a couple more days. So um, just kind of tiptoeing through things and just trying to keep shooting as, as much as we can. So uh, today was a scout, still wrapping up several locations. It was a good scout, though. We had I'm excited. <laughs> um, got some cool places and it's actually down here by your neck of the woods so yes. popping in to say hello.
2: Yeah man I uh, saw some pictures I guess you'd call them dailies in this case where they're just pictures
3: So <laughs> so we screened, so dailies are watching the raw footage out of yeah. the camera. No I understand So um, we did, I did that uh, about a week or two ago, watched everything we had had so far and so I posted a couple shots that I took out of the editing bay. Um you got some cool locations. It's it's very diverse. So coming out of Screen Park, it was like ninety percent of it was one location, which was easy, but not as interesting as bouncing all over a small town. So you know, we're inside, we're outside. Uh, we were on a farm a couple weeks ago oh, filming. Wow. Yeah, it's uh, uh, utilizing an Airbnb recently, so it's it's different. It's a different production. Mm-hmm. Than than Scream Park was. I mean, it's the locations. Oh, so many locations.
2: My God, yeah. I mean, yeah, well, anyway, I, I've I've been impressed. With, I don't know what I can say, what I can't say. That I've seen but so it, far. If but, it's on the internet, knock yourself out. Uh, cool. <laughs> yeah, we got a good picture of the alien. Uh, the the model. Model. Yeah, that's pretty cool. The ships, of course. Um, it's funny, as we do this a little distracted, it's like aliens are on our roof right now. I've got I mean, a be cleaned at the moment. A, there's a guy working on the roof right now, right above the studio. This is the only way things happen here. But it's like the movie Signs.
3: You need yeah. to start leaving
2: glasses of water out everywhere. Right. <laughs> yeah, you're not kidding. Well, I, I tend to do that. I leave glasses everywhere. that and Kleenex. Really bad habit. Bad habit. Use Kleenex? Yeah, isn't that nasty? Like I like I'm gonna go back and use it again, so I leave it, you know, like that doesn't make sense. Anyway, all right, so th- th- enough of that. Um, so Night nice Sky, now, there is a reason that we're doing this of a timely fashion today.
3: Yeah, we are at the uh, the 11th hour, currently running a Kickstarter to raise some funds for our practical alien effects. Um, but more importantly, it's about giving people the opportunity to jump in and be part of it. Uh, in the, the story of the film, the entire town is going missing, so there's constantly you know, missing posters up everywhere, different faces, different names. So, from a production standpoint, I need lots of missing posters that'll appear throughout the film, and so the Kickstarter is a good way for someone to chip in twenty bucks um, or more and get themselves on a missing poster that'll appear in a scene. That's so, so cool. A hundred percent of the funds go towards our, our practical alien effects, which helps me out. Uh, in return, they get to appear in the film. They get a copy of the film. Helps me out. So it's uh, it's mutual. And people seem to be having a lot of fun with it. Uh, I put a couple special perks up there. One of them was gone in less than 30 minutes. Wow. Um, last week I added a, it wasn't a missing poster, it was appearing on a milk carton. Oh, cool. Have you seen me? And someone <laughs> snagged it. It was gone so fast. Wow. Okay. Um, That's kind of cool. Yeah, no, it's, it's neat. So I got to build that out and it'll appear in a scene on a kitchen counter. That's awesome. Yeah. We'll go, so you're getting a response from this. Oh. Yeah, uh, fifty-seven backers. We've got three days left, and we are flirting with four hundred percent to goal. Holy smokes! Wow. Well, all right.
2: Yeah, I wonder how you're going to do all this in this time of COVID. Made things very difficult. Of oh, course, it's but not easy. Not easy. But you're doing things well safely, and you're getting people together. You're you're voting. You're you're trying for like spring when things are safer. Or... Well,
3: we're practicing safe set. Yeah. Right now, um, <laughs> masks a, and and that's social distancing, and it's a term now. Safe set. Safe set. Love and, it. I, got a, um, I actually had to go get certified in, safe, it's called set safety for COVID, specifically mm. on how to maintain a safe set. So parts of the film are suffering in the sense that larger scenes with crowds and things like that, I don't know when mm. we'll be able to shoot. So, so far it's been, you know, one to two actors, small crew, nimble, you know, <laughs> not crowding houses or locations. And, and one of the ones, well, again, was a farm, which allowed us to really space out, so... Very cool Just maneuvering, navigating
2: And we're going to tell people how to get involved And where to go and where to find all this stuff In just a moment here um, Just We're going to come back right back here with Carrie Hill Director of Night Sky uh, Previously Scream Park And we're going to get you guys involved if you're interested Alright, stick by us, thank you
3: Hi, right. I'm Cody And <laughs> I play in a band called Godzillionaire And guess what um, in our upcoming live shows, if that should ever happen or
1: not happen, it will be with the help of musicians from a band from Lawrence, Kansas called the Blood Daubers. And you should look them up or I'll fly a plane
3: into an embassy building.
2: It would be nice if you said Kettle Whistle Radio somewhere, too.
3: You know what? You know, what? You know, what? You, you know the reason why you're listening? Kettle Whistle Radio and they fucking rule.
1: Fuck you, unless... Uh, whatever. we should have them sponsored. <laughs>
2: I, I appreciate That's that, really Cody. Thank you. Somebody else who doesn't threaten the uh, embassy <laughs> building. <laughs> 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 Wait,
1: call back after Did I say that? When is has, has there better been a better time to threaten an embassy building? I, I feel like you know <laughs> like, <laughs> now tear, you tear down, down your, your podcast, local
2: casting bro. <laughs> <laughs> like you, you might actually fly under the radar. <laughs> <laughs> At this point, you <laughs> might. goes all the way,
1: I'm not afraid of the dark, but you should be. There are things that dwell here in the dark, things best left unseen.
0: With the initial smoke clear from the fall of tomorrow, the blood now flows even thicker with dwelling in the dark. Available on Amazon in traditional print and e-book. Get your copy today. Visit www.fairlydarkproductions.com for more info on the author and his work.
2: Thanks for sticking by us here at Kettle Whistle Radio. we got Carrie Hill, director of Night Sky, in production. Exciting. I'm excited for you. I, I was so glad because it was, it was upsetting when all this COVID shit went down in March and you were like, like everybody else, production psh, ceased. That's it. Slam done. the brakes. And, and you, you sounded so defeated. Uh, you, were, you were like, if it ever does again, it could be indefinite. And I was like, oh no. But this is a bounce back.
3: Yeah. So. Well, I mean, it's we had filmed um, March 9th, we shot a scene uh, and a, a week later, the lockdown happened. I was, I was two weeks out from the next set of days and everything. And all of a sudden it was just like slam the brakes, nothing. Mm. And, you know, I mean, I had no idea how this was going to go. It was two weeks to flatten the curve and it's now been eight months. And so we're still here going through all of this stuff. So it's just whatever it takes to make it work. I mean, really, um, without being dangerous or, you know, taking into account everybody, you know, everybody's level of comfort. Um, you say you're impressed with your three leading folks too. Was it uh, two guys and a girl? Yeah, or? and that's an understatement. Actually, I mean, I'm going to be honest and this isn't just me talking about the film. I'm impressed with the whole cast so far um, and the crew. I mean, everything. It's it's The whole project is a big step up from Scream Park, yeah. technically uh, and everything else. Um, I honestly believe, and, and I'm on record now that you know when you see this, and I'm thinking of you specifically because you're <laughs> your uh, audience but um, when you watch it I think your jaw is going to drop because mine's dropping and I'm making it that's so cool so if you are the audience going in expecting another you know low budget indie film with you know bad sound and things slapped together and everything like that that's not what it is I think you're going to be floored uh, that's awesome to hear. I, I
2: love hearing that stuff. Uh, the things I've seen, I'm already impressed and I, I can't wait to be a part of this myself. Um, now, so you're getting feedback with um, basically what you need bodies or
3: Well, so <laughs> it, as far as the uh, I mean with the Kickstarter yeah, people, yeah. yeah, I mean it's people seem to really love I've got a lot of great feedback about the missing posters. People love that idea cuz it's simple, you know, if you want to be involved with the film but you know, you don't want to get off your couch or you live in Canada, or you live in Europe, or whatever, it doesn't matter. I need a picture and a name, mm-hmm. and that's it. So you, anyone in the world could be involved with this and show up as one of the a missing townsperson in Midland, that's Pennsylvania. Good.
2: That's good to know, because I, I we have a lot of international listeners.
3: Yeah, so I, if they, yeah. you know, it, it's if they want to appear in it, you know, it's one of those things where you pause the movie, it's like, oh my God, there I am. That's there's so there's nice. my face and my name, and I'm listed among the missing, so... You know, if you look at the the concept artwork that we have on the on social media and everything, there's a picture. It's a, it's going to be a frame of the movie where there's a, the deputy sheriff looking at this gigantic wall of missing posters. Oh, okay. it's a huge collage. So that's the kind of thing that I need, and you know, they're going to be plastered on telephone poles and in you know library windows and things like that. Where it's just like in the background as the movie progresses, you'll notice that, gee, there's more and more missing posters. And eventually, uh, the town goes into a panic. There's not many people left, and they they demand answers from their sheriff and mayor because, you know, more and more people are going missing. Things are getting weirder and weirder, and it's, you know, what are we going to do? What are you going to do about it? So it was a great way to, you know, kill a couple birds with one stone, but also let people get involved.
2: Yeah. Yeah, that's that's awesome. Now, if you're listening to this like today in the moment, um, you want to Yeah, you want to get involved like immediately. Do it tonight when you're done listening. Um, how do they go about doing that?
3: Uh, the easiest way to do it if you go to Kickstarter.com, you can search Night Sky. Uh, the name of the campaign is called Go Missing in Night Sky. Or you can find us on social media. It's at Night Sky Film across all the platforms. Um, there'll be links everywhere to find it. Uh, if you still can't find it, um, you're welcome to reach out to contact at com and ask, you know, where the hell do I find this thing? Right. Um, and we'll let you know. So, But it ends Saturday morning. I think it's 6 a.m. is the, the deadline. Yeah, and we're approaching Thanksgiving this
2: week, folks. Yep. So we all know you're going to be busy, but if you can get away from the family for like a, a split second. Uh, you can actually go to my Facebook page, too, because I have it on there. Um, oh, there you go. Yeah, it's on in the comments section of the last posting when I reposted our last interview. I, I've had it out there for a while, so I don't know if people are responding or not. But I know I'll be in it. I'm looking yeah. forward to it. And uh, you Sean, cl- he'll be in it, too. I'm looking forward to that.
3: We are, I mean, we are looking for extras, too. And we're taking headshots and information and things like that. I don't have any time frame because any of the extra scenes are going to be crowd scenes, which is, means that we have to wait. Um so but by all means, I mean, you know, we're gonna need a lot of unique people. Yes. Now how about action sequences? I know you've got some
2: military vehicles involved.
3: Yeah, so it, it, it's funny because it's you know, people read the script like, Oh yeah, that's that's great. And then the first question is always, where are you gonna get this military <laughs> yeah, hardware? Right? Every time it's the first question. And uh <laughs> well, it's the thought, you know. Don't worry, there is a plan and I'm I'm not worried about it. Um <laughs> It'll be lots of trickery and, and everything. And then what has actually worked the best for this film is just knocking on doors and following leads. And, you know, hey, you want to talk to this guy over there? And he knows someone who knows somebody. And then, you know, kind of following those rabbit holes. And it, I found a lot of stuff.
2: I'm glad you're finding that people way. that are hungry for it.
3: You know, it seems like there'd
2: be a lot of doors closing in my face if I went around
3: trying to source well, it. And... You know, I mean, it's it's, well, it's only. It's mostly metaphorical, but there is some actual knocking doors, but you know, emails and and phone calls and texts and everything. Like, hey, so and so sent me, and you know, um, I think that it, it's going to end up being serendipitous because so many people are sort of um, they feel cooped up after everything this year, um, and they want they want to help, they want to get out, they want to get involved, they want to do something, um, and there's just. Yeah, without going into that whole spiel, but just I, there's just this mood around because of 2020 and everything that's happened. That if someone can help somebody else at this point, they really want to help. That's good to see. Uh, I have seen that. Oh, actually,
2: uplifting story. I should. I, I have to tell this story because I I I have my own. We'll say delivery service for a living, and um, I was picking up. I was in line at Dunkin' Donuts in the drive-through, picking up a rather large order for one of my customers, and um. I well large order of Dunkin donuts it was 30 bucks 30 35 bucks It's a lot of donuts Right it was a lot of stuff um two sandwiches whatever the hell there's an SUV in front of me, and uh, they pull away. I pull up, and the
3: girl's like, that guy paid for your food. Uh, I've been seeing a lot of that at Starbucks. You pull right? up to the window, and you're like, "Yep, oh, you're taken care of.
2: Yeah, he paid but 30 bucks. I don't think he was ready for that. But yeah, it, they said he's a nice guy. He's a regular there. So I've done that at Starbucks and Coffee Tree Roasters. I've bought coffee for the person behind me. I, I haven't done I, I, I Now I have to do it. I have to do it again. Pay it forward. Pay it forward. Exactly. Yep. So yeah, so you're seeing it too then.
3: Okay. Yeah, I mean, I, whether it's you know uh, a location or mm-hmm. you know, I'll, to be honest, in terms of locations, you know, we're utilizing Airbnb and a couple other services. But like those people have been hammered this year. Yes, um, mm-hmm. you know, business just fell off a cliff. And you know, there's this wonderful little diner in Brownsville, and they got they got hit this summer. They had to close for a while. And you know, when you when you come back, you're like, hey, you know, I talked to you a year ago about filming. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Come on down, you know. that's again, it's it's a combination of community and just struggling. So any little bit helps. And, yes, you know because I can help and they can help me. It's it's mutually beneficial. So
2: we lost one of our, our sponsors here that for years, uh, someone else's bar. Uh, Elsa was her name actually. She closed shop and it was the best bar in town. And it was great tavern, great food, and it's, and it's gone forever. I
3: I'm a huge fan of hole in the walls, whether it's a bar, you Mexican restaurants. One. Like I love hole in the walls, and it's those are the ones that are getting hit pretty hard. Mm-hmm. Um, location wise, I may have to rewrite some scenes. Uh, I had stuff in a school and I don't, I can't imagine getting into a school at this point.
2: Yeah. You can't even get people, uh, students in there. Yeah. So uh, it's, yeah.
3: there's, there's going to be some rewriting, um, to accommodate, but that's okay. I mean, coming out of lockdown, things have worked out the way they have in terms of people's availability and, uh, you know, being a, an indie film locally here, it gives us some maneuverability. Netflix and Showtime and, and various other Hollywood productions come in and they eat up a lot of resources but they're either scared off or they're delayed and they don't know. So being mm. small and local gives me some maneuverability. Yeah. Um, I'm hearing from people in the biz, they're like, how are you filming? Um, my co-producer, Melissa in LA, she's like, how are you filming right now? And I'm just like, I'm making do, making do. <laughs> um, again, keeping things small and safe and you know, utilizing what we have but it's, you know, we're still moving forward. And I'm, I don't even want to mention it at this point, but if we lock down again, I'm prepared. There's more stuff that I can do on my own to just keep the ball rolling.
2: Right. Well, um, I I guess a creative question I have for you, because I, yeah. I think about this, because I watch a lot... I've probably seen every alien abduction movie, documentary, wow. you name it. Are there any good ones? Uh, Yes. <laughs> there are some good ones. Uh, as a matter of fact, and I, I can't think of the name of it now, but... um. There was uh, one by um, Steven Spielberg. Ali- Aliens, um, original. James, James Cameron? No, original Alien, The uh, he did Prometheus.
3: Ridley Scott. Ridley
2: Scott, thank you. Ridley Scott, Jesus Christ, I couldn't remember Ridley Scott. He's only like one of my idols. Um, he put one out, and he had, it was low budget, but he put the budget where he needed it with uh, the, um, what's the, not Xavier's wheel, something wheel, uh, Ezekiel's wheel. Ezekiel's wheel. Thank you. It's about that, and I forget, like biblical. He mixes that with UFOs, um, and it's really it's like it's a microcosm. Three main characters, found footage, but huh. creepy and eerie. How do you, I? I know you say yours is going to be quite different. Um, how do you take this premise of aliens and abductions and make it different when we've seen? So much, but most of it found footage. Yeah, that, well, that's the first thing. So yeah, that's this the first. Is, that knocks out a bunch.
3: This is shot very traditionally, which is great. Um, yeah, actually, one of the things I'm geeked about is there's a lot of moving camera in this, not handheld, but like you know, with body rigs and dollies and things like that. So mm-hmm. that'll that'll shake things up. Um, creatively, I, oh, it's, it's a tricky question. I could eat up three hours of your show. I mean, <laughs> from the the point is. First and foremost, from a story perspective, it's about a family, mm. and I've seen a lot of alien abduction movies, and um, it's there. Are a lot of some of them are off the wall. I mean, I always go back to Communion. With yeah, Christopher Walken. I love um, that. Yeah, I love that one. You don't like aliens? Aliens came to abduct. Christopher Walken <laughs> yeah. they gave him back. Yes um, they did. <laughs> they made a mistake.
2: Uh the the fourth kind.
3: The fourth kind I I think I got 5 minutes into that movie it you was didn't like it, it was pretty rough. Okay. Um Fire in the Sky was interesting. That's a favorite of mine. Travis, Travis Walton, Swalton, yeah. Um it's a good setup. It's not bad. And that's, mm. you know, but it's it's weird because that's not the direction that I went with with okay. this. Mm-hmm. Um you know, it, this falls more in line with uh, the 1986 remake of Invaders from Mars. You know, ah, yes. you've got, you know, uh, David Gardner running around trying to, you know, the town, things are strange, things are happening in the town. You know, he pairs up with the nurse played by his mother in real life. Um, that was free on Tubi recently.
2: You know, Tubi? Is that right? Yeah. I got to watch it. It's been years. Uh-huh. And... There's scenes in there I don't remember.
3: Maybe Is that I right? I might have seen it cut on TV once. Huh. So, but yeah. It's, that. I mean, that's that and like Explorers. I, I mention Explorers all the time. I mean, that whole, the feel of that kind of thing, you know. I mean, because Explorers, mm. it's not necessarily an alien abduction movie, but right. there's kids and there's aliens and it's just, um, that's the kind of mood that I'm going for. And okay. so far in shooting, it really feels like we're getting it. I mean, I, there's drama involved and it. That sounds so corny. Well, but, like a, uh, a subtle eeriness about the place. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's it's. Well, if you look at the Kickstarter, the the whole the the background of the, the project starts with you know something strange is happening in Midland, Pennsylvania, and that's pretty much how it comes down to it. You have this small town, you have this the sheriff who's drunk, <laughs> so when things start going bad, he's a terrible. Law enforcement person, you know, so he it's just pouring kinda, whiskey in his coffee. It, well, you know, a little nip there, a yeah. little bit here, you know, chronically hungover. Um, <laughs> miserable existence, exactly. So it's, I didn't go about it as you know, aliens are taking people and it's going to be a Blair Witch style, creepy, you know, they're peering in the windows. That's not the approach that I'm going for, anyway. I mean, it's you know, close encounters meets the goonies, yeah, <laughs> type that's, thing. That's all right. Um,
2: I find Close Encounters to be a very creepy movie. Um, it has its, its moments own, in its own. You know, yeah, I mean, the kid getting taken is always it's terrifying.
3: But yeah. it's more about the unknown.
2: Yes. You know, I mean, it's conspiracy. Everybody, everybody's in on it, but you type of thing.
3: Yeah, uh, I mean, it's it's there's weirdness, and and that was kind of what I was going for. Um, it's subtle. Strangeness, kind of Mothman. Yeah, like what you know. Everyone talks about the Mothman, the Mothman, the Mothman, but like no one ever really takes to like. Let's talk about what Point Pleasant, as a town, was feeling when this was going on. They're probably terrified, weirded out. Some people didn't believe it was happening, Um, and that interests me. Like you know, because you get all these different little slices of perspective, and so you have all these different opinions about what's actually going on.
2: Well, all right, we're gonna take a quick break here. Gonna to listen to this band. Wanna hand me that CD there? I got some swag from this band, Ditchwater, and it's spelled like sound, one word, Ditchwater. These guys are cool. They they made a comic book cover for their album. Uh, definitely my kind of guys. And uh, this is they're 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 rock metal grunge, maybe some punk edge to them. Uh, but this CD here, what is this one? This is Never Say Never. And honestly, I dig everything on here. But um, I think we'll do uh, My Last Breath first, and uh, we'll go out with another one later. And we'll get right back with Kerry Hill, and thanks to the guys at Ditchwater. Thanks for the shirts, too. Um, And if Sean listens to this, I have one for you, goofball. All right. (laughs) Back here, folks. Ditchwater. Hope you liked it. Cool dudes, man. Cool dudes. Um, yes, they actually have CDs available. You can look up Ditchwater. I believe they're on Bandcamp. Um, but just go to Ditchwater. Go to their site. It's pretty cool. And they have all kinds of stuff there for you. And I, they look like they're hungry to tour. They have some videos, too. Um, but we were just talking. <laughs> Excuse me. What were we just talking about, Carrie? Um Black Phillip. Black Phillip, the witch. Yeah. Um, we both realized that the first time we watched it, we don't remember anything from it. Like I, I didn't remember uh, watching it either, and then
3: the second time around I was like, oh yeah. I, I've only watched it once. I'm gonna have to watch it again because I was just I was just talking about it. I'm oh, like, I, you don't remember? I it. saw it. I don't, and it's not a bad thing. It's not like a yeah. you know I, I repressed it because it was so awful. It was just right. like, I don't know why I just don't really.
2: You know what? It's probably because of the way it's shot. It's kind of grainy and it's very mundane atmosphere. Nothing spectacular happens, you know, and it it is just a dreary environment. Not much to really remember um just that in the end it's 17th century (laughs) america right yeah but that's the witch now we're talking about something else here too i i do i I have to add another COVID experience because i I gave you a good one um now for a bad one i uh i i get a lot of flack from friends and family close ones over my uh, guns and roses not liking anything except appetite for destruction i love that album okay um yeah (laughs) i love that but after that I I I was already into like Slayer, Pantera, and even Metallica, Megadeth. When they came back with that patience thing, I, I had zero patience for it. I was like, I'm out. I I can't do this. And I I I realize everybody loves that. Used to love her or whatever the fuck. Overplayed where I came from. I couldn't listen to it now. So I decided, all right, I'm gonna give this song another chance because Chris Cornell redid it. Have you heard the? Re- I have re- not. There's a patience remake. It's it's kind of old news now, uh, but it's all over the X. Oh play. wait, maybe
3: I have heard it. Yeah, yeah. He
2: probably, and he made it. Well, he, it sounds great. He made it his own. And now you know, was that course. right before he died? Yeah, it was probably his last. He has some other. There's more Soundgarden coming out because there's the court cases pending between the wife and the rest of the guys in Soundgarden. But now they came together, so there's gonna be some new Chris Cornell wow. tracks. Yeah, but patience was one of them, and. For my wife's sake and other people's sake, I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna freaking listen to this song, all right? And I'm gonna give it a chance because it's not Axel. So um, I put it on, and I'm like, this is really good. And uh, don't you know? I I come to train tracks. You you cross when you come to my my house here, and the lights are flashing. I have to wait. No train coming. But some novice behind me starts honking at me. Like so, I, I put my hand out the window, looking at the flashing lights. What, what about crossing signs? Do you not understand? His wife is yelling at him. I see her yelling at him because he's honking at me. I'm like, meanwhile, patience is playing.
3: So sure I I, I, it I
2: lost it right there. But no, I like cross the tracks and come to a red light uh, over here down the road, and uh, assholes behind me again, and he's honking at me again, at
3: a red light. Huh. And I'm like, what is your problem? Now I'm looking at him, because I do like... He's not warning you about the axe murder in the backseat.
2: There's nobody else on the road. And I'm just like, I'm staring right at his eyes, like, what the fuck is wrong with you? And
3: I I make a left,
2: a right, and a left, and I'm picking up my quarry, uh, my ride, a friend of mine, Jess, and the song's still on, and I have to pull over and put my flashers on. He's behind me again. Instead of passing me, he gets behind me and honks in front of this person's house. What is wrong? Ruined the song for me so i hate patience i have no patience for it
3: and i'm back into my dislike of guns and roses you didn't follow him and start honking your horn that would have been the right thing to do
2: it has been done and here's the thing carrie i was in a good mood i was in a good mood i'm like you know what i'm gonna give this song a chance and it is great don't
3: get me wrong but it was ruined. <laughs> Yet oh. again. So yeah, there's my patience I'm story. I'm shocked by your statement. I, Use Your Illusion too, is just... I know. Everybody says that to me. Phenomenal. I mean...
2: I was just out at that point. There's so much music going on. And... Uh, oh, yeah. Jet came into the studio. Say hello. Hi, that's, puppy. That's always nice. Uh, how are you doing, Jet? Okay. So she's so, come to play with some yeah, action figures. Knock over the microphone. But anyway, that being said, that's my patience. My impatient story. I tried really hard to be happy that day. <laughs> anyway so any new music in your life or I, I, you're putting music together for this thing uh, yeah but we, contemporary we,
3: right? um man what am I listening to I everything um <laughs> a lot of a lot of perfect circle lately oh that's a good thing yeah um there's this I when I go into my iTunes list um, perfect circle the doomed is always the first song that kicks in and it so it's just like I always whatever I'm listening to it always starts with the doomed that's funny. I always get Toma. Oh, yeah, that and a uh, funny thing, too, because it's on my iTunes.
2: Every time I start my car, Megadeth comes on. Oh, it's uh, fantastic. T- t- yeah, but it's Toulon the, the oh, remake yeah. Yeah, because it's because it's a remake it's it, I don't know why it's the first thing on my list so I constantly have to turn it off I
3: had that problem because I had the music video he did with um, oh. the chick from Lacuna, Lacuna Coil, Coil. That's, uh, that's that's the one oh that's the one yeah, yeah so I had yeah. the same problem yeah because yeah. <laughs> that music video was on my phone when the, when I started up the car. that always came up funny. first
2: we're going to find out that a bunch of people have the same problem that Megadeth song a, comes up right away it's not a terrible problem I mean, but except it's I have it's to odd. hit shuffle every time yeah Anyway, so music for the movie.
0: What yeah. kind of score do we have? Um,
3: so the composer's name is Christian Krieger, Scott, um, which is German for God of War. I mean, is that not amazing? Of course you found him. Um, he's a friend of mine, and he's, he does phenomenal work. He's been doing a lot of stuff on his own. He's doing a lot of experimental stuff. Um, I believe that his, uh, his sort of production is called Hot Hail Music, and I know he's on SoundCloud. Hmm. Um, he sends me some stuff now and again, and I and you know that he's working on. And I'll send him stills back, and he's just goes, he's like, "When can I start writing music for it?" <laughs> um, we have flirted with, and I'll probably try to make it happen where he will compose, and then we're probably going to bring live instruments like orchestral. Oh wow! So I know he's a big prog rock fan, so am I. But you know, blended with orchestral stuff. So I'm curious to see. And I swear, right hand to God, I said this to my wife. Three weeks ago, I said I will be beyond elated, you know, on the moon when I have a rough cut of the movie and he's beginning to score it. Like that's, I'm, I can't be more excited to be at that point. Oh, um, so, would that just be you and him in a room? Um, at first, yeah, I'll, I'll show him the the rough cut, the the assembly cut, and he, you know that gives him a, an idea of what it looks like and yeah. what it feels like, and then he'll, from there he'll begin to compose. So, as a reference point, he did the opening score to Screen Park, the credit sequence, right. Um, he wasn't available to do the entire film, but um, he did do the opening score, and we used a uh, an orchestra, a band from CMU, oh, cool. that he actually composed. We got a, a bunch of them on a Saturday, I think. I bought pizza, and this, this tiny orchestra played... Um, several cues from the opening of the film. So I loved that. That was phenomenal.
2: That's so cool. That takes me back to like the first time I saw like a, a blue screen shot with John Williams uh, doing the <laughs> score for Star Wars, you know? Like. Yeah, the Vex
3: hadn't been done yet.
2: Right? Yeah, yep. it's just like, yeah, I remember seeing that, I guess that would have been late 70s, early 80s, but um, that they showed that footage of him. And I, I was always mesmerized. Like they actually
3: play an orchestra yeah. to the movie. Yeah, Like, wow. Yep.
2: Yeah. So that you're doing something similar.
3: Yeah, so we'll... um. I uh, I mean, he'll compose to it for sure. I mean, he'll sit there and he'll probably run it back and forth. And Well, what you have to do um, with the composer, you have to sit down, you have to determine where the musical cues are. Where should music come in and go out? Mm. And then that determines how long the cues are, you know, 20 seconds, 50 seconds, two minutes, whatever. And then they have to write, a score to fit in
2: there. That's a process.
3: It is, I, but I know Christian loves it. So um, yeah, if you have a passion for that stuff, like, he gets yeah. me going. I get him going back, and it's I, I'm just so excited to sit down. So I, as far as everything goes, and my mission at the moment is to get out of principal photography as fast as possible. And it, I'm not rushing it, um, but it's once I can get out of principal photography, hmm. I can concentrate on cutting it together. Once it's cut together, I can give it to the composer. Then we can color correct it. Then we can begin the special effects work because you know there's optical effects, there's digital effects that need to be done, but you got to have a cut first otherwise you're just going to waste tons of time because you might end up you know doing it a certain way and then it, it gets cut and then you've wasted all of that. So you have to the assembly cut comes first. So I just put together a new editing station. It's probably going to take a couple weeks to arrive. It's a new computer, but I'm diving in. So we talked earlier, there's a lockdown too. you know there's a way to, for me to keep going that's I'll put together an assembly cut or everything that I have just to keep moving. Nice. Uh, See, that's a process, folks. Uh, Let me tell you,
2: uh, for every hour uh, of show, I have three hours of editing on a much (laughs) lesser level. I don't know if that holds true with you. With film, it's probably more like six hours for an hour.
3: (laughs) Probably for every day of filming, there's probably several days of editing. Um, Yeah, Um, It's crazy. I I had a lot of help on Screen Park. Um, Scott Lewis helped me immensely put that together and part of it was me just not really knowing what i'm doing it's like okay we have all this footage now what um and i remember specifically he did an assembly cut we cut it together and we sat on his couch and we watched it and i remember wanting to throw up at the end of it the first time we watched the very first cut it was like oh my god i was like did i just waste everyone's time but that's the process, right? So you watch it and you go, ah, that's the worst piece of crap I've ever seen. And that happens on Hollywood movies too. So what do you do? You determine what you could use. Okay, we need more establishing shots of the park. Okay, so we made a list. Go out, get those shots, cut them in. Okay, that's better. It flows a little bit better. Then you need this shot and that shot and you start piecing it together. And then now there's, you add some music and sound effects. Okay, that's that's much better than it was. And so now the final product I'm I'm happy with, I mean, it's a very watchable film, but man, that first cut... Oh, uh, so Scott was immensely, so immensely helpful through I, all of that. So
2: intimidating. I, because I, I, for that reason, I don't go back and read stuff that I wrote years ago. I can't, I, I always say that, but it's true. Yeah. Well, I
3: mean, it's it, it, all it is is really is just a banner or a marker of where you're at, yeah, in your um, process, where you're at in your growth and your craft. So, you know, that's where I'm at. Like, I've got a lot of things I want to try on this movie that I didn't do in Screen Park. So, there's more things that I have not done yet. So they're going to go into this. That's
2: a huge scope of work that you've opened up for yourself.
3: Yeah, but um, but it's because I have the next several projects in mind deep down the road. So it's like, in order to do that, I need to know how to do this. Okay, so I need to be able to implement stock footage. I need to be able to do model work. I need to be able to do voiceover, right? There's no voiceover in Screen Park. So... uh, um, no. Oh, you're going to have
2: a narrator?
3: No narrator, but you know, it's one of those it's called an overlap or oh. or a pre-lap, so you've got someone speaking and then it goes over oh, cool. other yeah, footage, okay. right? I so get you. never yeah. done anything like that. So oh, That's going to be a nice element though. Uh yeah. yeah. I'm, I hope so. Depth. Uh, um depth. And then there's the whole production challenge, right? What can I get away with, you know, these uh, like today I scouted a, a police station. Man, is it hard to get a police station or getting military <laughs> equipment and you pick the right gear? time, man.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's yeah, during so, the apocalypse. Nice.
3: um so it's I'm growing as a producer just to, to be able to source this stuff manage it in addition to doing call sheets and scheduling actors and rewrites and I wearing all the hats at once mm-hmm. um but it's a challenge but I the ball's moving man I mean we did we've shot three more days coming out of lockdown I've got three more on the schedule yeah trying to shoot out actors shoot out locations you know get people off the wagon where it's like okay you know your commitment to this is completed thank you so much now i don't you know Mm -hmm. i don't have to drag you along into this sort of like wasteland and you have um some more help this time around your wife's on set yeah so my my wife is it started out as as an associate producer because it's like you know can you help me with this or that and uh, she's done some production design recently and i think she Mm -hmm. likes it i told her she'd be a phenomenal production designer that's what you're telling me she does a great job so yeah i mean it's that's a lot quite, of people are chipping in. That kind of support is what you need. Um,
2: not to mention, and I, I have to plug away here because you talk about your next
3: uh, yeah. endeavor.
2: Well, Dr. Peeler, comic book, got to plug myself here, folks. Dr. Peeler, Demon Psychiatrist. Issue 1 is out. Um, We're working and, on getting that in the movie, too. And, yeah, Carrie, there's going to be a uh, comic book. I just got clearance for that. For, in a comic book store? Yeah. What store is it going to be?
3: Dr. Peeler is going to show up in the background, folks. Uh, yeah, we're going to have someone's going to be reading it. So, oh, cool. I, yeah, Kaboom gave me clearance. Kaboom's the, the a- printer. Yeah, yeah, kablam, yeah because yeah. their logo's on the back, but they yeah. they gave a thumbs up to it. That's so cool. Um, yeah, Dr. Peeler, Demon Psychiatrist. Issue
2: 1, burningbulbcomics.com, folks. You can get it there. Issue 2 and 3. That's why like, I'm excited about... Yeah, where's
3: issue two and three?
2: Uh, in my head. Uh, oh. But there are pages already storyboarded on... Uh, t- they're actually done, to tell you the truth, in writing. Um, now I have to storyboard them and get them to Bob Hoagland, who is my, my uh, the artist, who's amazing, by the way. Bob is amazing. He's for hire folks. he does uh, custom jobs. you can contract him for stuff. He does artwork for people on demand. Oh. Uh, but Bob Hoagland, you can find him on Facebook. I don't think he really has a, a page or anything. but I, I appreciate Carrie uh, you putting Dr. Peeler you know no, man absolutely plug there it, it, it always makes me harken back to the lost boys in the comic book shop scene. <laughs> And for the you should read this, but yeah, but in the background, there's the three Robotech issues that were out at the time, and I was really big into Robotech. Oh, I missed that. And geeky fans like myself that go to Robotech.com will always look at that scene in Lost Boys
3: where you can see your favorite comics right there. You know,
2: so this is kind of yeah, this is kind of a dream come true for me. You putting this in there, I appreciate that. Well,
3: it's one of those things again. You know, it's we're helping you, help me, I help you. I mean, it's 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 mutual. I need production design. I need people. You know handling these things i can get clearance to use it yeah you get to get your artwork gets seen it's i think it's great yes
2: well i i appreciate everything of course um well let's see you should tell everybody where to go one more time
3: (laughs) yeah kickstarter.com and search for night sky it'll come up um you'll see the artwork with all the missing posters you can visit us on any social media platform facebook twitter instagram it's at night sky film um it's regular updates there, so you should be able to to find the link and see what's going on. Everything. There are three days left. Saturday morning it ends.
2: So, folks, as soon as you're done listening, or if you want to just shut it off now, just go and uh, log on. You could be in the film. All right. Uh, I, I yes, you can. Yeah, it's not really going to cost you a whole hell of a lot. <laughs> uh, it's, Twenty bucks is the minimum um, to be in the film. Yeah that's I, that's i think it's a great idea so yeah just turn us off and go go look it up and get yourself involved and i'll tell you what there's nothing more fun than being part of a film uh whether it's a hollywood set or if it's a um indies like yourselves right. i just it's just fun it's a fun atmosphere you're stressed out
3: it's a fun- <laughs> and it's fun watching you be stressed out it's well i'm um, glad it's <laughs> that's why i'm here um and it's a quick way i mean I, get immortalized Yes. It, it sounds very dramatic, but hey, I mean, I'll be long gone decades from now, but the film will be around. You and a poster isn't that something, in the film will be around forever. Crazy? It's yeah, it's funny to think like that. Yeah. Yeah. Even even this
2: podcast might be floating in the uh, Nether Who knows? sphere forever. But then again, maybe not, maybe. Projected out on. into space.
3: <laughs> Aliens will hear this hundreds of years from now.
2: <laughs> They're listening because, right now. Yeah. Yeah.
3: <laughs> All right, well, Carrie Hill. Um, where do we find you? Or where, where do you want them to find you? Um, I'm most active on Twitter. My handle is Lost Ark Raider. Lost Ark Raider, yes. Um, and then the, and the film pages. I keep track of all that stuff. Yep, and Facebook, you're not on there a whole lot, but you're there. I exist on Facebook, but do not post. It's merely to run the Night Sky, Night Sky page, page, which yeah. is important. Uh, yeah, I, I absolutely. Think. Instagram, you pretty... Yeah, I'm on Instagram. And... I'm a lurker. I haven't posted a lot recently. But again, I, I post enough on the, the movies pages that I yeah. have nothing left interesting to say on my personal...
2: Well, we're gonna go out with a ditchwater song here, folks. Uh, big ups to those guys, and I want to thank them again for letting us play their stuff and sending me really cool shirts. And thanks to Carrie Hill for coming back. I'm sure we'll get an update. Come, what do you think after December?
3: Or... Um, by the end of the year. I by mean, the, yeah, there'll be there'll be more things leaked on our our social media, but there'll be probably bigger updates by the end of the year. Um, effects work is starting to trickle in, so okay. puppets, models, things like that are all coming.
2: Uh, well, and what's next for you after you leave the studio here what what, what comes
3: next I have to go meet with uh, one of my actors Aaron Moore Um going to link up with him we got a lot to talk about production wise I'm trying to get some studio space that's one of the things that's hard in Pittsburgh is to get an actual like, sound stage
2: yeah I've heard that so yeah that's why I have Helm's Deep here <laughs> but hey I'd like to get involved with some of the actors and actresses sometime and interview some of your folks
3: and yeah, well, as it gets closer I, I mean I talked about doing an EPK day Electronic press kit. So, Ooh, yeah, yeah, we'll, yeah. We'll, what we can do is, if you, you know, if you want to do some interviews with them, we'll, I, I'll round them all up for an EPK day. Well, they'll do their little bits for the movie, and then they can go into another room with you.
2: Okay. Oh, yeah, that, that's right. Yeah,
3: yeah, I'd love to do that. A lot yeah. of times, they get like a hotel, and then they 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 get a couple of the ballrooms and block them off. And That's right. Just, the actors will literally shuttle room to room. Mm-hmm. I've seen that process. Okay. Yeah, cool. Yeah, I'm yeah. happy to make it happen.
2: I'm, I'm all into it, man.
3: Thank you so much.
2: And thanks for this. And uh, folks, friends and fiends, I, as always, on Twitter, I'm not that active, but I do put our episodes up there and some other uh, stuff. I tagged you the other there. day. I still haven't heard anything. Come Uh-oh. on, man. Uh-oh. I know. I'm terrible at Twitter. <laughs> I, just because it's just like the Wild West for me out there. But yeah, at Fairly Dark on Twitter. Instagram is kettle.whistle.radio. That's Instagram and uh, Facebook. I'm there. Sean's there, and our Facebook uh, page, of course, for Kettle Whistle Radio. Hit us up. Give us a like, and there's always updates there, and all kinds of music too. We're getting all kinds of music, uh, lots of good stuff. Um, and I'll have to talk about it later because me and Sean are putting a music episode together. So, all right. As always, uh, thanks again, folks. And uh, hey, uh, you could support the books. Uh, go to BurningBulbPublishing.com or BurningBulbComics.com. Lots of movies out there. Gary Lee Vincent is involved with John Russo's um, his catalog as well as producing films. A lot of films coming out on Burning Bulb, so check out the pages. And thanks for listening. Anything else in closing, Carrie? Oh, I've
3: said plenty. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, just I, if if you like sci-fi, if you if you support indie film, whatever, find us online. We'll link up. You know, be a part of it.
2: Yeah, man absolutely keep watching um, the skies isn't that weird that this is sitting here I did I saw that yeah I have this thing it's like uh, every 15 minutes someone sees a UFO uh, watch the skies and actually my god there's actually uh, you can mail in this must have been during my time with MUFON I had some run-ins but wow I I, I don't know where that came from things pop up in this room but all right, thanks for listening folks and uh, yeah watch the skies like Harry says (laughs) take care
0: on Generation Felt. Electric acid.
1: Electric acid.